Today's Bible reading is taken from Matthew. It's on page 966 of the Church Bibles. It's Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 15. When the Magi had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for bringing us on this fantastically icy, frosty day. And let our brains be warm enough to hear what you've got to say to us today. Amen. Amen. So this week, another reading with only three verses. Essentially, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream, told him to get up and take Mary and Jesus to Egypt because Herod wanted to kill Jesus. So Joseph did, and they stayed in Egypt until Herod died. That's basically the story. But like all the best teleprograms, we need to remember where we are in the story to make any sense of it. So just a few weeks ago, we celebrated that Jesus was born. Remember that? The shepherds and the skies lit up with the angels singing and baby Jesus born in a stable. And the wise men, miles away, they saw a star and they decided to follow it to see where the new king of the Jews had been born. They travelled a long way. It took a long time. And they got slightly lost. Now, they wouldn't have been on their own, probably. They probably would have had servants and tents and supplies, maybe even wives. So, did they have a discussion? He's here somewhere. The star has brought us here. This is Jerusalem, the main city. Well, why don't you ask? So, they did ask. They asked Herod, who was the governor at the time. And that little question, where is the king of the Jews? Well, that hit a huge alarm button in Herod's mind. You know, when the fire alarm goes off and you can't hear yourself think. Well, in Herod's mind, this alarm was much louder than that. He pretended to be lovely to the wise men. Well, while you're about it, when you've found him, come back, let me know, and I can worship him too. But as soon as they'd gone, quick, find out where this new king is. I'm in charge here. We must stop anyone else taking over. New king, ha. 
So the wise men carried on on their camels and Herod had all his military people trying to work out what's going on. Where is this new king? Well, while all this is happening, God, of course, is in charge. So he sends an angel to the wise men to stop them from going back to Herod. The wise men find Jesus, and as Rob told us last week, by this time he'd grown up a bit, anything up to two years old. And they gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And following the angel's instructions, they didn't go back to Herod. They found another way home. So God is still planning things. Now that the wise men have gone, the angel, God sends an angel to Joseph. Was it the same angel? Or are there more angels on delivering messages to earth duty? We don't know. Anyway, in a dream, he tells him, tells Joseph to get up, get out of there. Take Mary and Jesus to Egypt because Herod is coming to kill Jesus. So there's Mary, mother of two-year-old Jesus. She's been hospitable to these three wise men and whoever else they had with them. And then she was woken up by her husband, Joseph, in the middle of the night. I've had a dream. We've got to go. We've got to travel miles to safety because the government are coming to kill our son. Well, what commitment to each other. Can you imagine what Mary might have said to Joseph? Was it something that they had for tea? Was he having nightmares? But no, Mary had full commitment to Joseph. And they were both committed to God. And so without plans, they got up. They left their home, their friends, Joseph's business. They went for a trip to Egypt because they knew that God had plans and God was in charge. Now Joseph had a job, he was a carpenter. But we know that they actually weren't very well off. If we sneak a look at Luke's gospel... It's in chapter 2, verse 21, if you want to. But Mary and Joseph had taken Jesus to the temple when he was a baby because that's what the law needed them to do. They had to take the baby and give a sacrifice. But they couldn't afford the lamb that was needed for the sacrifice. So they were allowed to offer a pair of doves or two young pigeons because they weren't very well off. So, how were they able to finance this unexpected journey to a foreign land? Well, rather fortuitously, some people had just visited, and they'd given them some gold, and some frankincense, and some myrrh. Did Mary keep the myrrh for later? Well, we'll never know. But the gold would definitely be useful now, so off they went. God's plan was working. The wise men had been to see Jesus with the gifts. 
inadvertently alerting Herod along the way, but God had deployed his angels to stop the wise men going back to Herod, and Jesus was taken out of harm's way into a country where he was safe. Which makes it sound as though God was reacting to things as they happened. But Matthew, who wrote the gospel that we're reading, wanted us to know that it wasn't like that. God wasn't reacting because it wasn't some sort of game. It was all planned. Jesus had to be in Egypt because ages ago, the prophet Hosea had said, out of Egypt, I called my son. So Jesus had to be in Egypt to be able to be called out of Egypt. We've seen that years and years before Jesus was born, the prophets were giving clues so that people could prepare for and recognize the Messiah, the King, when he came. So Matthew, the gospel writer, particularly wanted to emphasize to the Jewish people, and they knew their history very well, that Jesus was the man that they were waiting for. So that's all very well for the Jewish people. But what about us? What do these few verses show us? And we've said it many, many times before. God has a plan. It's like a big jigsaw and all the pieces fit. How did the wise men who didn't even know where Jesus was, how did they know what to bring as gifts? Very odd gifts for a baby, but so very practical. And they'd got no idea that shortly after they'd worshipped Jesus and left, that the family would be fleeing as fugitives in the opposite direction with the financial help that's just been given to them. God provided through those wise men. Why does God use dreams to talk to people? Both the wise men and the kings had dreams. Well, maybe it was the only time that God could get a word in. Maybe the daytime was all filled up with people doing things. And how important it is to have times when your mind can just wander. I have to say, some of us might be better than others at that. Times when our brains aren't so busy, so God has a chance to talk to us. You know, you don't have to be sitting cross-legged on a prayer mat, and if that's your thing, then that's fine. But you could be just having a walk. Sitting in the traffic jam, doing the washing up or the ironing, or give your, time, your brain time to breathe and let God have a word. And most of all, we see the importance of commitment. Mary and Joseph, they were committed and obedient to each other and to God. They trusted each other. Joseph could have said, what a ridiculous idea. And so what? The child's not even mine. But he didn't. And through the faith and the obedience of Joseph caring for his family and Mary believing him, God's plan was taking shape. Jesus, the Messiah, was kept safe for the next part of the plan. And we are sitting here in Elmden Church. We're part of the plan. Jesus was born in the first century and we're sitting here in the 21st. As the centuries unfold, we're still part of the plan. We sang, God is working his purpose out. 
we're part of the plan. We sang, he guides, he guides his people with directions. My lighthouse, you remember all that my lighthouse business? Shining through the darkness, safe to shore. And he gives us the wherewithal to be able to carry out those directions. So when we get that inkling, you know, that feeling that God wants us to do something, and we're tempted to think, what a ridiculous idea. Well, we only see our little bit of the plan, but there is a huge plan. And God is on our side to help us to work it out. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you are in absolute control, that you know what's going on. And even though we don't know what's going on, help us to know when you're giving us that little inkling of an idea so that we can say, yes, even if it does seem a ridiculous idea, to have the faith to follow you and to remember that you're on our side. Amen.